What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from the Unusual Buddha podcast and theunusualbuddha.com. Here to talk to you for a second about Anchor. Uh, it's the service I use to make this very podcast. Uh, first and foremost, it's free. Secondly, they give you tools you can actually record and edit your podcast either from your phone or from a computer. Uh, Anchor also helps with distribution of your podcast. Uh, they can get you on Apple and Spotify, all those. Uh, you can start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need all in one place. So check them out. It's anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to see what you create. What's up, Unusuals? Jim here from the Unusual Buddha Podcast. Got another episode for you. We are going to talk to Stack about his new uh, podcast upcoming. Uh, it's called The Things We All Carry. It's about mental health from the perspective of a first responder. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Oh, Craig's in. Craig has joined. Let's see if we can invite this. No, this is not work. I figured out why it lowers the volume when I'm using the speaker, so it won't um, give you feedback. Oh, really? Well, I guess that makes yeah. Sense. I mean, I've got my volume all the way up, and it's like barely. Alrighty, here we are with another episode of the Unusual Buddha Podcast. I'm here with my good friend Benda. Say hi, Benda. Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. It's Benda. <laughs> Uh, that's a little Futurama joke there for nobody caught that. It's okay if you didn't. Not a problem at all. So today we're trying to do a, a, a quicker episode. I'm trying to get better at coordinating a, uh, a show kind of thing. And again, this is all about like improvement and uh, hopefully helping a friend uh, get the word out on his new podcast that's coming down the pike. So we're going to try and go back to the sound effects. Hopefully I can get this right this time. Oh no. Oh no. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. In the Beninging. This is the Beninging of the show. Here we go. We are moving into talking to my friend Brandon Stackpole. Uh, I say it wrong all the time. I'm sorry. It's Brendan, correct? It is, but obviously okay. I, I go by stack. That's what I'm most comfortable yeah. with. And honestly, I can see. Is that I, I can I can't screw that up even if I tried. So here we are. We're talking to Stack. Uh, he's actually from the Objectionables, one of uh, my favorite uh, Facebook pages and and fun things to follow. Um, I know not everybody's into uh, exactly into my life story because it's one of those um, sort of uh, honestly nobody cares kind of thing. Sounds a little bit like this. That's right. Nobody cares. So. Uh, it, so Brendan's thing is the objectionables. Uh, he's actually starting a podcast called the things we all carry. Uh, Brendan, can you, uh, you mind, or I'm sorry, stack. Do you mind introducing yourself for a little bit and, and talking to us about nothing, no pressure, just a quick, uh, you know, two or three minute intro, whichever, however you like to go. Sure. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, I guess I'll start with, I've been a firefighter for going on 10 years now. Um, and I've just started to notice that some things needed to be addressed and, and brought to attention of, of everybody else. 
So I started this page called The Objectionables. I started it on Instagram and obviously it bleeds over to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I did that just to to kind of highlight some of the some of the issues with the fire uh, with firefighting in general. Um, Some of it had to do with my own department, but some most of it is national because all these problems are national. And so from what from what I heard there and what I read there and the comments that I've received, mental health is the biggest issue that we're facing in the fire department right now. And so I take, took that and I've created this podcast called the things we all carry. And it's based off of a book by Tim O'Brien called the things they carried. It's a, it's a short story. Um, it's a collection of short stories concerning Vietnam and his time in the war. Um, and so it, it obviously talks about the things they actually carry into war, but then the things they carry out of war. And so for, for firefighting, I think it's the same. We carry certain tools into to a fire or a call, and then we carry certain memories out and then the way we have to deal with that. So that's where the podcast and the Instagram page, the things we all carry was born from. Okay. Awesome. And that, that, you know, honestly, I think you're right. I think that's something that, that not a lot of people are really, paying attention to i think uh you know you you have more time in than i do i have uh, i think i'm coming up on five years in the field so um you know you've seen all that much more um and just in my time i think i've seen like a lot of um you know it seemed to be the big emphasis was you know it went to, to basically you should be grateful you have a job and, and those mm-hmm. kind of things at first it seemed like a very honorable thing and and, and they honored that you were being honorable and there was honor on the cow honor on the chicken honor on your whole family um but now uh, it seems like the the I guess the last over like I said over the last two years it seems it's been like uh, it's hard and and there's efforts almost to make it uh, even harder and I appreciate that you're out there at least making the subject known that you know we love what we do um, you know we do cool stuff all the time we do what we can for the people for the community because that's who we're here for um, but at the same time it's not all good you know what I mean it's not all sunshine and rainbows obviously you know that um, and I appreciate that you're kind of bringing attention to that i don't think that's a, a bad thing i think it's good that people see that uh you know we're humans too you know we we have families to leave in the morning and and to come back home to the following morning um as well as you know holidays to miss birthdays to miss all those things so um like i said i really do appreciate you coming out and bringing that to the table and um and I honestly make it funny because a lot of those things that uh, people try to do it, you know, obviously I, I love humor. I think that's a cornerstone of the fire service and really any kind of emergency service in general, personally. Um, and I just want to say, I have to say, hold on, I got to hit the button one second. I like you cut G. So I like what you're doing. Uh, definitely keep it up. Uh, so I do have to ask, do you have, are you still taking, um, I guess, uh, applications or seeing if people are interested in, for interviews? Are you still taking those? I'm always going to take them. I, I think there's, um, I think their stories are always going to be there. There's, it's ad nauseum. Um, everyone, I think the one thing that I'm concerned about is people treat their own traumas and they almost treat it like a competition. And so yeah. they don't think they, they don't think they've seen enough trauma. And, and my argument is if you've seen trauma, you've seen trauma. I don't care if you, if you think it's enough or not, everybody's trauma affects them differently. And so I think yeah. everybody's story has value and I think we can all learn from, from anybody's story. And so I'm always going to take stories. I want as many as I can get. I'm just starting to record. I have one scheduled for this coming Wednesday and I've, I've got three or four interviews done. And off of those, I'll build, I'll build the, uh, I'll build shows for three or four. And then once I get five or six, I want to start releasing these out to the, to the wild. That's awesome, man. 
Wait, uh, is there some way do we message your uh, Instagram or how how do we get in touch with you to be able to do that? The easiest way is Instagram. Yeah, it's the the things we all carry. Or right, you can so reach out uh, to at, at the objectionables as well. There we go. Okay, so yeah, well, definitely. If anyone's got any stories they want to share, is it just uh, first responders or just uh, more trauma focused? I I think trauma focused. I I'd like to get first responder stories out there first because I think that it is something that's been neglected. Um, but I'm not going to limit it to that. I'll I'll listen to anybody's story, and we can put anybody's story in the air because I think we can all learn from each other's any story. Absolutely. I, yeah, and I like that. I think uh, you're right. Like I think everybody's got a story to tell. You don't necessarily have to have a black belt in suffering to uh, to be able to share some wisdom exactly. or or something like that. That makes a lot of sense. I think um, that's something I appreciate with the. I would say it's uh, at least in our department. It seems to be the newer generation of. Uh, I guess people just uh, uh, just beyond me and experience, there seems to be a lot of interest in uh, or a lot of focus in learning from each other, even though, uh, you know, the new guy might be younger than me. He might have less life experience, but he knows more about air conditioning or, you know, like everybody. I feel like there's more focus on that rather than, hey, new guy, sit down and shut up. It's, hey, new guy, do you have something you can add to the conversation? Even if it's silly, you do have something you can add to the conversation. And I appreciate that that's starting to. Uh, come up and be more known. That's that's a really cool thing. I think you nailed it right there. I, I as you know, our our recruit class graduated just the other week, and and we had a, a a rookie start on Saturday. And normally, in a lot of these stations, those that rookie gets, I don't know, for lack of a better word, gets shit on. Um, yeah, but we're not. We don't want to do that in my station. Our crew different. Our crew is is there's there's a cohesiveness in our crew, and that doesn't work for a cohesiveness. And it also doesn't encourage that that rookie or anybody else to speak up if something's wrong if you if you just beat them down to begin with. Yeah, and and it's funny. I think it's starting to show because the people are are uh, they were talking. We were talking about um, there's not a lot of turnout for people trying to take tests to even show up and and to be eligible for um, to be hired. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's people that are just aren't. Like screw this. I'll go work at Target or go work at uh, you know Starbucks or something and and. <laughs> have maybe more free time, like, you know, so you, know, you still get to come home every night and you're making $22 an hour and, and, uh, you're not missing weekends and holidays or however your schedule works out. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's important. We're going to have to start, um, maybe seeing and showing people that, you know, you, you are important, you are more than a number. And it's not just obviously that sentiment. I don't think it's just in the fire service or, or in the emergency services, but, uh, I do think in general, I think there's a, a sort of a, almost like an evolution of the workplace, what that's supposed to look like now that uh, COVID Ooh. came through and kind of changed what working is like. Um, it, so it I appreciate that. Did. Yeah, it definitely put a lot of things, I think, in perspective for, uh, uh, I feel like I, w- I would put it this way, the average person, you know, I don't think uh, everybody was thinking on the same level as they are now as far as like, what do I want to do forever? How do I want to be treated at work? Those kind of things. Uh, I don't feel like we're as big of a conversation as they are now, and it seems to be bleeding over into the emergency services too. You know, we're not in the fire department or fire service or first responders, cops, whatever you want to classify it as. We're not asking for special treatment. We're just asking to be recognized as, I guess, humans. Yeah. Uh, the toll that it, it it takes a toll on us as as human beings, and there's a it's now the time to not say, well, no, we've always dealt with it. That's the way we do it. Now's the time to say, how can we change that? What, what, what resources are available to make sure that these guys, myself, you, everybody included, 
what resources are available to make sure that the that not only is your career long, but it's healthy when you get out and mentally you're, you're, you're set and you're ready to go. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's um, something we should all focus on and a career that makes broken people is a broken system. And I think that's something we should all be looking to change for sure. Right. I'd like, I'd love nothing more to step away from this job with a, with some sort of a pension, but a, but a healthy body and a healthy mind. Yeah, I would gladly a couple step cool away. stories. <laughs> I'll gladly step away from this job without that pension and keep my healthy mind and my healthy body. Yeah, amen. A lot of people give uh, give everything, and not not even the ones that uh, that you don't necessarily even have to uh, you know die in a fire. I mean, there are people that get hit by cars, and and you know people that get ejected from fire engines and all kinds of crazy wild things. So uh, it's definitely dangerous at all levels. Yeah, it's in, and I think it's at levels that sometimes we don't recognize until it's too late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then I wanted to talk about my own. Uh, I don't know if I, I talked to you much about it. My own personal uh, mental health issues. Um, so I'd been having um, depression for a while. Just uh, you know, every day this uh, dark downward spiral of thought, and it was affecting my performance. It was affecting my, I guess you call it like a inner. Uh, mental weather, uh, you know what I mean? It was always kind of dark and dreary inside, and it seemed to be a, a rut that I just couldn't break out of anymore. And a lot of that was personal stuff, and a lot of it was no sleep from, you know, our, our schedule's insane. I'm probably sleeping about two, between two and four hours a night. Um, I have two special needs kids, so we're dealing with that stuff and trying to get them on, a, you know, some kind of quasi-normal schedule. And I finally just um, sat down and talked to my doctor and just you know, Hey, what can we do? And, and we sat down and talked and, you know, there was some family history there and the, um, you know, one of the standard issue, uh, medicines really wasn't going to work. So we decided to, you know, I talked to the doctor about a uh, different medication and a different, um, I guess different approach. And, uh, we, we went with that and it seems to be helping. It seems to be breaking those, uh, if I'm in a negative downward spiral, it doesn't last for very long. So, um, but I do have to say in that, uh, you know, it, you are going to have those back and forth moments with yourself. At least I did. Um, I can tell you now, just as clear as I'm talking to you, I can remember standing in the line at the grocery store waiting to fill the prescription and just thinking, what if this is all in my head? What if this is just me being silly and I don't need any of this? And then it was almost like uh, the, the whole angel devil on the shoulders thing. Um, then the other voice came in and said, you've been dealing with this for, you know, who knows, maybe five, t 10 years. And you're not a podcast away from being better. You're not a blog mm. post from being better. You know what I mean? You're not a self-help mm -hmm. book away. It's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you've been, you've been living this way for a long time and this the, riding the, the peaks and valleys here. And, and it's, I think it, eventually I had to say, it's just time to time to step up and deal with it rather than uh, I think I used the analogy before of like, you wouldn't break your leg and then hobble around the building, you know, hobble around your house and use that as a, a, a badge of honor. Like, look at me, I broke my leg and I'm not going to get help for it. So why would you do that same thing for mental health? Like, look, my brain is broken and I can't function normally. I'm emotionally crippled, but look how honorable I am. You know, obviously that's not strength. So, um, no, not at yeah. all, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that was something that, uh, you know, and who knows, I might, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not done. I'm still not there, but I'm definitely on the road to better. And I feel like that's um, that's definitely something I wanted to share with people that listen to the show and uh, share with you because I feel like that's um, I don't know how I don't know if you wanted to share any stories of your own, but I feel like that's something that um, 
you know, there's a lot of us out there and probably a lot of way, that have it way worse than I did to, you know, on their road to getting better. But uh, do you, did I, you have anything I, you wanted to drop in? I think the, the hardest thing to do is, is just what you said is to say, okay, I need something. I am. Yeah. Um, I'm not, like you said, I'm not a podcast or a Instagram post or uh, a blog post away from being better because yeah. that's, that's kind of diluting yourself. Um, you need somebody that can say, Hey, no, this is what's going on. This is what can help. And let's get started on it. I, um, I'm, I'm the worst one at taking my own advice. And I just, <laughs> I just recently reached out to a therapist and it, the funny part is, and not funny, but ironic part is it's tough to get a phone call back. Yeah, um, it really is. And, it really is. And so what I'm, I'm really looking for a therapist that, that specializes or at least has experience with first responders or, um, yeah, I mean, with first responders, I, I don't want to talk to somebody that doesn't know our world. Yeah. It's almost I, uh, like uh, it, having context makes it make a whole world of different sense than it would to exactly. somebody that's never heard. Yeah. I, Cause I can, I can make the jokes, but when I make the jokes to someone that doesn't know it, they look at me aghast and horrified. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm not being, I'm not trying to be, I don't know. I'm not trying to be shocking. Mean, or, yeah. I'm not trying to be angry. It's just, it's just, as you well know, that's how we deal with it. It's not, it's yeah. not exactly a healthy way to deal with it, but that's how we deal with it. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's funny. Cause somebody actually asked me that like your humor, your sense of humor is like way darker than it ever was. Cause then I was always kind of on the dark side personally, but uh, I told him, I was like, that's, that is a textbook trauma response. That is dark yep. humor is the direct result of, of, you know, emotional damage. And yes. uh, I actually have uh, hold on one second, one second. Emotional damage, but uh, it's a true story. Like it definitely is the result of a, of direct trauma. Cause I mean, one day you could be your, your officer or, you know, whoever could ask you to pick a human's arm off the ground with a biohazard bag. And then the next day, you know, and then you guys still have to go make dinner when you get back to the house. So yes, it's a weird position to be in, and and honestly, um, if it wasn't for some of the the, the dark humor and some of the uh, stuff like that, I, I I don't think I personally would have have been able to cope as long as I have. But it's definitely a coping strategy for sure. It, it, the dark humor is definitely a coping strategy, and and one of the things I realized I don't know probably f four years ago, three years ago, um, it became normal to be around a dead body. Yeah. So you do CPR. That is shocking. CPR is not CPR is not successful the majority of the time. And I didn't realize that either. I did, I wish that was something somebody right. would have told me. Yeah, exactly. Because you're taught, oh, you do this and and X X happens. Well, no, you do that and rarely X happens. When it happens, you're 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 again. Pardon my language. You're fucking surprised. Yeah. Uh, but what you're not surprised about is when they die. And then, so to me, those are the things that made me realize that, that I started to harden too much. Uh, when you can, oh, we can that's, sit that's there close to home right there. Right. When you can sit there after a CPR and look down at the body and you can make a joke about it, or you can just say, man, I hope, I hope so-and-so finished dinner while we were gone. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, hold on. This family just lost somebody. Yeah. Human just lost their life. Just breathe their last breath. Right. And, and yeah, probably and you're worried about your, sloppy joes. Your hands. Yeah. So that's, that's, it, and that's stuff that sticks with you for sure. Like the uh, I don't I don't I don't mean to 
derail your story real fast, but I have to add this in there with the CPR thing because nobody told me, nobody prepared me for what CPR meant and and what uh, you know when they were going to do. If anyone's never heard of an IO, so it's interosteal. Um, it's like an IV, uh, you know, where they go into your vein, but they go into the bone instead. So I'm sitting here, they're like, yeah, exactly. They're like, Hey, uh, lower them down to the floor and start compressions. And I did just like I was trained. And then, you know, they didn't tell you about the breaking ribs, but then somebody comes over with the, with the, with the, the damn Bob Vila blackbacker power drill and, and busts a a needle into somebody's shin. Like that's something you got to sit there and watch and you can't stop. You can't slow down mm-hmm. you can't rotate out every time you want to uh sometimes you're just stuck there looking at the person you're trying to save and uh yeah nobody really prepares you for that like how do you then go home and and i guess continue there were a few times where i'm like fuck like i don't know like how can you see this and then go back to like all right now i got to go do some emails you know <laughs> like that's I, definitely a transition that nobody talks about i and i think that goes back to that responsibility is on us. Um, you know, as we do a hot wash, you know, we sit on the back bumper or the back step of an engine or the back step of the rescue. And we talk about how the call went, but we never actually say, how are you? Uh, yeah. we, we, we pay lip service to it. We definitely pay lip service to it. Every chief pays lip service that, to it. Yeah. That quick, Hey, you good. <laughs> right. But nobody speaks up because if you speak up, man, that there's something wrong with you if you speak up. Yeah, you're, it's like so uh, the, you're, you're weak. Right, exactly. One of the arguments I've made, and I've made this directly to my fire chief, is, hey, when you have a high acuity call, so um, say, example, uh, infant CPR, and and this is exactly a case that I, I, I like. I don't like to talk about. I, I bring up infant CPR that was uh, caused by by abuse multiple new fractures, multiple old healing fractures. And we're talking about an 18 month old baby. Um, the crew ran this baby, did CPR, lost the baby and was expected to just turn around, clean their rig and go back to work. That's not yeah. right. That's not right. Everyone that was involved with that case or that call should have been taken out of service and should have been provided services there. And they should have been put on injury leave for 24, 48 hours. Something, yeah, anything even. Right, because they now they're expected to go out and do their job again, and who knows, maybe they run the same goddamn call, and that just that just compounds now. And, and so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's another thing they don't prepare you for is like you said, then you got to leave. You might have to go to a uh, elementary school next and and do a pub ed and talk about fire safety. Right. And you put on one hell of a show though, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Like, make pretend you're happy and how great it is. And uh, honestly, it's it's a little sad sometimes. Yeah. So, and and this is where this is where I stand with my show because I have to. I want to tell these stories. I want to do justice to these guys and these women. But I have to. I have to bring some levity to it as well because I can't just talk about the 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 down the whole time. Because there's a yeah. lot of levity. To- the fire department, there's a lot of levity to first responders. You, there has to be, but, th- but there's also levity that's not call related. Yeah. Just, and, so, and, and it's funny cause the, the amount of another thing I don't think people would really understand from the outside looking in is how, um, when people call it a brotherhood and a sisterhood, I don't think people understand that 
there's something uniting about trying to save another person's life with another person on a regular basis, you know? Oh yeah, that's of course. That, that, yeah, that people just don't get. And I think that's something that I really hope you can squeeze in. I don't even know how you would, but uh, something you can kind of, I guess, stoke the show in uh, so as to show people that um, realistically, when it comes down to it, we, you know, I guess for the, especially for the new people, we, we truly are the only ones who have each other's back. It's a, uh, you know, I, I am my brother and sister's keeper kind of thing. And I think even in today's fire service, it's, and, and maybe it was this way in the past. I'm not sure because like I, said, I haven't been in the fire service long. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm creeping up on 10 years and, and that's not, that's not a crazy number when you think about it, but maybe it was like this before. I don't know. Uh, I, not everyone has your back and that's that brotherhood is a, is a misnomer in my opinion. And it's, I think I went into this thinking that, yeah, it's all brotherhood. So it's going to be, it's going to be, everyone has my back, but it's not that way all the time. And that that's disturbing because in this job you need that. Yeah. And that's, that's, I feel like that's a, a whole world of its own that we could get into the, uh, oh, yeah. just like every, everything that humans do, it tends to have an air of politics or either actual politics or just uh, water cooler stuff. Um, it's definitely, definitely tough. Uh, sometimes people get really angry, you know? Yes. I, I'm, I'm well aware people get very angry. <laughs> so many levels, so many layers to that joke. Not everyone's going to get it and you, you don't have to, cause we're all about the friends we make along the way here. Uh, real fast, uh, before we go too much further, I want to do a quick shout out to our patrons. Um, so we have Suzanne, Leo, Joe, Tamar, Taylor, Heather, Jason, Robin, and Astrid. Thank you guys so much for your support on Patreon. Really appreciate it. Um, hopefully we'll keep bringing you more good stuff and uh, continue to deliver. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off there, but I wanted to make sure I got that in before I forgot. Did you want to add anything to, uh, to, to that? Or I mean, to, you know, to what we were talking about before, I mean? I think that my goal with this show is to not only bring – everybody's story to light it's also to to bring my own story to light and at some point i i will i will have somebody interview me and we'll talk about my story um not that it's that impressive because i don't i I don't understand i don't think it's that impressive but i've got my own things going on i mean i have the things that bother i have my the things that bother me on calls um this probably goes without saying but anything with an infant bothers me uh and hangings bother me. And so it's, it, but they hit me at weird times and I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, one of the things yeah. I like to tell people is I, I ran a, actually it wasn't even a call. We were leaving uh, the grocery store one day and uh, we saw two cars parked on the other side of the road. And I told my driver to, to whip, whip a U-turn and, and back up behind him, throw the lights on so he could just protect. And then I got out to see what was going on. And when I got out there in between the two cars was, a, was a dog that had obviously been hit by a car. And, uh, it was, it was not going to make it. I knew that and you could tell, but there was nothing I could do. And, and that was the one rare time at, on this job that I couldn't control myself and I couldn't understand why. And so it's stuff like that, that really brings the humanity out, even though it was a dog, but it still brings the humanity out and, and it makes you question what's going on in your head. Oh, hundred percent, man. That's, that's, and I'm really glad you said that. Cause that actually brings to mind, uh, during the, um, I guess it's like right in the height of the COVID stuff, uh, you know, where still everything was shut down and you weren't really allowed to, uh, 
I think they were, you know, the, the Walmart was like regulated very tightly on how many people right. they were letting in and out and all that. Yeah, kind I of remember, stuff. I remember. Yeah. And I, and I was, and I, I, you know, so I went and got all my groceries like normal. And I remember being so, and I, I'm sure it was one of those situations where it was the hundredth thing that was frustrating me, but like the, the amount of people that were so close to me, the, you know, like the whole thing, the whole experience. And on top of that, I was sweating how much money it was and, and all this stuff. And it was so overwhelming. I got back to my car with, you know, and this is all stuff I needed. It wasn't like, th- you know, I wasn't going there for, uh, you know, like fancy record players and bubble gum. I was going there for like crap for my kids and crap for, you know, f- for our family. And I sat in my car and I cried for like 15 minutes and I didn't know why. And that's, that's not, that's not me. That's not normal. And I feel like that's, that's stories like that need to be told because, um, you know, it, I don't know that it would have maybe changed my outcome, but I'm sure there's one person out there that hearing that, uh, knowing that that happens to people, that that is, you know, okay, or that is something that, uh, you know, you can seek help for that. It's okay to talk to people about that. Uh, I feel like it's worth it. I feel like that it's worth people knowing. So I really do appreciate what you're, the, the task you're getting ready to take on is, is, is a big one. I think you nailed it right there. It's, it, it, it's normalizing that it's okay to talk about it. And I think not only should we normalize it, we should make it an expectation. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because you know how 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 useful are you if you are all you know broken up inside, and if it you know who knows maybe it won't manifest on this one or or you know it won't manifest on the one next year. But you know there are certain times and certain people and and you know with the compounding situations where it manifests in just the wrong way at just the wrong time and it something very permanent happens to you know what could be a temporary problem if if it were handled properly right and and by i mean kind of that's kind of code right there because i mean one of the biggest issues in the fire service today is that we're not we're not losing firefighters to what we call LODD line of duty death we're losing firefighters to suicide yeah and we that's and that's it far outpaces LODDs. I mean, LODDs are, are horrendous. Trust me. I, 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 I that the, the story from Baltimore city with the three firefighters dying, that, that hit me very hard, but the suicides, the suicides are so preventable. If we just, if we just make it, I don't, I don't know how to say it. If we just make it acceptable to, to talk to somebody. Yeah. To, to make that aspect of your health, just as much of a priority and a lot less of a throwdown. I feel like that's the part that makes me sad. And, and I, I don't have a lot of experience, but it does make me sad that there's the lip service. Your mental health is important. Okay. Well, if my mental health is important, you know, help me. How do I process things in a healthy way? Because I, I'm not sure about you stack, but I, I, I had pretty much an, an, an unsavory upbringing myself and I didn't really leave it with a lot of hmm. non uh, substance driven tools to, to deal with it. Right. So exactly. I think that that's something that, you know, like you said, rather than, uh, oh, I'm just going to go home and, and drink beer until I can't think about it anymore. Like, how about we talk about it until it's not a scab anymore? You know, it's not something that, uh, you know, you keep like, uh, like, like the scab on the roof of your mouth. You keep picking it with your tongue and it never heals because you keep fucking with it. And what if you just had, like, you know, left it alone or just approached it the way it's supposed to be handled, it would heal and you would be able to move on as, as, as a more complete person. Right. And, 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 I don't mean to belabor the point and, and you can stop me at any time, but I think that's part of my purpose in this podcast is to talk about, Hey, it's not a blanket approach. What works for, for you isn't going to work for me. So how do we figure out what works for 
the individual and why do we limit ourselves to certain approaches and negate other approaches? And, and I'm, it's a whole nother subject and we don't need to get into it, but I, I, th I think we need to be aware that there are other approaches that, that will benefit people in a different way. And sometimes talking to somebody is it, sometimes it's not, sometimes you, you just have to be more creative. Absolutely. I know, I know for me, the, uh, the big, the big things were, uh, you know, obviously getting, getting my medi medication situation handled. And as dumb as it sounds, actually journaling, journaling on a regular basis, even if it's just nonsense. That's, that's not what that I doesn't sound dumb at all. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like everyone thinks it's, uh, like it has to be, like it doesn't always have to be this big, um, you know, a lot of like, like sometimes religious people do it where they're like, oh, you sat down and you, you know, God parted the clouds and he spoke unto <laughs> me and I was healed of all wounds. Like it's not always like that. Sometimes it's like you uh, decide that, uh, you know, at the end of uh, the first day of every four day, which today is the first day of my four day, you're going to sit down and try and practice uh, getting better at talking to people, on, uh, you know, over the internet. And uh, there you go. You know, maybe that's the therapy. Maybe that's the, the, the thing that, gets you on the road to better. And, and yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's, um, I, th I think we need to normalize the fact that sometimes the way that we work with this stuff is mundane and is normal. And that's, and that's perfectly fine. It is it, whatever works for an individual works for an individual. And I think that anybody in charge or in a position of power needs to accept that and, and push for that. Absolutely. Advocating for each other and for ourselves. So I, I know we, we've been, uh, like you said, belaboring the point a little bit, but uh, just for a little bit of uh, levity, I was going to add in here some, uh, I don't know if you want to take me on in a game of Kings, a game of champions, a game of, you know, true high stakes danger. We call it movies and cheeses. How do you feel? You, you in on this? Hey, I'm in on it, but you're going to have to teach me what it is. All right, man. Not not a problem. Okay, so movies and cheeses. We are going to go back and forth. We're going to take turns. You you have to name a pair every time. One movie, one cheese, and then we'll alternate <laughs> back and forth until somebody can no longer go. The only real rules are uh, you can't name movies that only have numerical sequences as their sequels. You know what I mean? Oh, I got so you. you can't say Rocky, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Four. You know but what you I mean? You can say the original at least. Yeah, you can say Rocky Balboa because uh, that's a different movie than Rocky. You can say uh, Creed because that's even though it's in the same series, it had a name. Okay. Uh, so no right, Jaws one two three. Fair warning, I, I I like cheese, but I don't watch many movies. So. Well, uh, Mondo Mondo was our last uh, guest, and he was the first one to actually take me on, and I thought I was I thought I had it in a bag, and he is a huge cheese fan, and he embarrassed me. So I got I'm trying to win one back here. Uh, I got to bring the belt back home, you know. Uh, so we're kind of, uh, I don't know if you do, do you want to start or would you rather if I started? Go for it. You're the guest. Uh, you're the host. You go for it. Okay. All right. You're in my house. All right. We're going to, we're going to do this. My, my, uh, our logos on the 50 yard line. So we're going to do this. Um, all right. So I'm going to start with cheddar and jaws. Swiss animal house. Swiss animal. That's good. All right. And uh, that's my favorite part here is, is how quick the, how quick it goes at first. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm going to go Fight Club and uh, Colby. We'll go with Gouda and Star Wars. Okay. Uh, my Neighbor Totoro and Munster. Okay. American and American Graffiti. How about that? Oh, oh, double down on the America. I could just, I could feel the freedom coming out of this. <laughs> right now. 
All right, so uh, I'm gonna go with um, shit. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna stick with the uh, the the same theme. I'm gonna go with um, Howl's Moving Castle and Port Wine. Okay. Um, oh Airport. man, I heard so symbols there. I don't know if you heard that. No, that was, that was the ice bucket that my hand was on. <laughs> I thought Ben was over here serenading us with a, a slow little uh, uh, hi-hat uh, intro. We'll go with airport, since I went with airplane before. Okay. Airport and Jesus. Oh, man. You got me on the cheese. <laughs> All right. All right, so that's our. Right, so let's see. I'm gonna see if I can get one more, and then we'll call it. Well, if I can get this one, if I can sink this three pointer, then uh, we we will win. There'll be a big celebration. Um, let's see here. So I'm gonna go with uh, Monterey Jack. Nice. Yeah. Right. Right. Pulled that one out. That was a big one. Uh, Monterey Jack and Brave. So there so I would I should have I should have gone with Airport and Gruyere. How about that? That would have been good. That would have been good. You but I but I but I bagged out, so I lost. Okay, all right. I appreciate the honesty. That's integrity, and I really appreciate the fact that not only did you tap, but you also admitted that you tapped. Uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, again, uh, Stack, it was really good talking to you, man. I can't wait to. Uh, if, if there's anything you need help wise, I don't know if this will help. Uh, if this helped you in any way, or if I can get word out for your podcast, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, again, if you if there's anything you think I can help with, just holler at me. Um, uh, you know you I'm not bashful about that. <laughs> and I do appreciate that. I do. If nothing else, the honest, honesty is, uh, is is the best uh, policy in a lot of ways. Uh, is there anything you wanted to add uh, before we part ways here on this one? I know it's not. I think I overshot the half hour mark, but uh, you know we're we're getting there. No, I, yeah, no, I didn't care about the time. That time is more of a thing for you. But I just want to let people know that I want to hear stories. I, I don't care how small they think their story is. I think that, and I had a friend tell me the other night and. It's probably true. We were sitting around and we were just having a, a, a drink or two. And it was basically, he was trying to ask me what my thoughts were and where I was going to go with this show. And it was saying that my point was that trauma is individual, but, but the story is universal. And I need to get the story out because I need people to realize they're not alone. I need to, people to realize that it's okay to, to be in pain, but let's talk about it and let's get through it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it really can be so isolating. And then it's, and the mess up thing is it's, it's not always as, you're not always as alone as you think. In fact, I feel like you almost never are as alone as you think. You just uh, tend to build this wall and then stand mm -hmm. on the other side of it and wonder why nobody's there. Well, you built it and you're there now. Like, so you really only have you to thank, but I totally get that, man. And I really appreciate what you're up to. Well, I thank you for that, man. I, I, that means a lot to me, man. And Ben, I'm sorry, I totally stomped all over any chance for you to have time. Uh, is there anything you wanted to add before we slide on out of here? Uh-oh, I think his button's button. jacked up again. Hold on, hold on, I got to go on here. Uh, that was a really interesting topic, and I appreciate you guys talking about it. I hope that um, maybe you can come back on, Stack, and do it again. That was uh, maybe go into a little bit more depth next time, just... I think it's important to have these stories out there. So thank you. I'd be more than willing to come back on it. And actually, as I sat here, I was, I was my, the idea that came to me is, is I told you I, I want to tell my story. And so maybe to have, have you on Jim to, on my show to interview me and to, oh to, man, to that'd be an honor. 
because I can't interview myself and it'd be nice to have someone that, that kind of has a feel for what the fire service is and has uh, comfort behind the mic to, to kind of talk me through it. So maybe we can work that out. Well, hell yeah, man. I'm definitely trying to build that comfort behind the mic, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm there hundred percent. Let me know when you're ready and uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. All right, man. Well, thanks for everybody who, uh, who was with us for a little bit. I see uh, it's only Craig in the audience now. Thanks for everybody that, that showed up for the time that they did. Thank you for everybody listening to the podcast uh, on the replay. And, uh, you know, make sure you check out uh, Stack's show. Uh, one more time, what's the name? Just so we get it right in the, the Instagram handle. The Things We All Carry or At The Objectionables. So at The Things We All Carry or At The Objectionables, you can get a hold of me either way. Um, and both have the same email address. Awesome. At, G- awesome. at Gmail. Okay, great. Awesome. So make sure you get in there and check that out. And uh, we'll definitely make sure we get together for the last one. And, uh, you know, just like every show here at the Unusual Buddha podcast, uh, we remain consistent. And it usually is somewhere in the range between uh, our shows every time. It's something like... uh, Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. I guess uh, the audience is going to decide that. So thanks again, Stack. Uh, It was great talking to you. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Hey, make me internet famous. Well, Chris Maxwell, it doesn't look like we're going to get you famous on this one, but thanks for dropping the message. Uh, That was it. That was the episode uh, Stacks podcast coming up. It's called The Things We All Carry. Definitely check it out. Look forward to it. And I can't wait to get in there and get that interview with uh, with Stack when it's his turn. So uh, let me know what you thought of the new episode and uh, check us out on the next one. Thanks.